You are listening to Parenting Our Future with certified parent coach, Robin McMahon, author of The Yelling Cure and founder of Parenting for Connection. My podcast is all about providing you with the tools and solutions you need in your parenting so you can create the family you always wanted. For more information on my book and other resources, check out yellingcurebook.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It's Robin McMahon here. Welcome to Parenting Our Future. Today's show is brought to you by a very special product and a beautiful woman who I am happy and honored to know and to have on this podcast episode today. I have Elaine Tan Como, who is the founder of Easy Daisies. Now, she is no mere mortal. She is not only a mom to three beautiful kids. She's a wife. She is a former school teacher. She is an entrepreneur and actually a certified lifesaver in that her product, Easy Daisy, solves problems for so many parents. And we're going to talk about the problems that she solves because these are problems that you listening right now have and have had, and we're going to give you all the solutions for them. And I just want you to know how special Elaine is. She is... I mean, she is known around the world for her work. She's been in Forbes, McLean's. She's been um, CBC, Fox, CTV, Canada Business Magazine, Financial Post, just to name a few. She is a multiple award winner in many different, uh, many different categories for her work. She is such a beautiful human being, and I am honored to have her here today. So welcome, Elaine. Thank you so much for being here. Robin, I am so honored to be here and, and thank you for all those kind words. And I, I'm going to say that the world is lucky to have you because you are so generous in your sharing of wisdom and connecting people and, and through your own experiences as a mom, as, as the lessons you have learned in your own journey. And I am excited to learn from you as well. So thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, this is great. I mean, and this conversation has been in the works for a while because when I started this podcast, you were top of my list for people to talk about. But fortunately and unfortunately for me, you are so in demand. So I'm just so happy that we could be here today to talk about how to make mornings easier, how to make getting out the door easier, how to make bedtime easier. That's what we're going to talk about in the first half of this episode. And then we're going to talk about learning from home because school learning is going to continue for a little while. And as we record this, I think we are starting, we are, we will be starting week 10 of this quarantine and the COVID pandemic crisis and, and all of this. So what we're going to talk about today, some of it will be related to COVID-19, but it's really stuff for every day back when we are, you know, back to normal, this will really apply, but it'll also apply now. So we're going to try to tackle both um, for you now and, and then in the future. So um, Elaine, tell me about Easy Daisies and what it's all about, because I know this is something that so many people need and may not know about. Please tell us, share, tell us. Absolutely. Well, I, I was a school teacher and I loved teaching. I loved teaching so much and I fell in love with my class every year and my, my grade two class they sang at my wedding and I just I can't get enough of it and I miss it actually and so I knew what was working against my children I actually started my teaching career in inner city schools 
but I knew that one in four were coming with anxiety issues, one in six with learning disabilities, one in two from broken homes, um, one in 48 from on the autism spectrum, the list goes on. Um, And so with so many things working against my children, our children, it's, it's a natural thing to come up with tools and, and figure out ways to set our children up for success. And so when I had parents ask me if I could make a daily visual schedule similar to something I had the front of my classroom showing the shape of the day just to help their kids get out the door faster in the morning, of course I did. And I, at one point, I had a grade five class where I had 12 children who were reading at a grade one level. And the, the point is that visuals are very important. When 85% of learning is done visually for children, they, they, can't, they can't just follow by reading. And, and I think it's so important to have happy children because when they show up happy, they want to show up for one. And when they are happy, they want to learn. And so we want to help set them up to be successful and happy so that my grade five child who might be 10 years old and looks around the class and see everybody else is getting up, but he's still sitting there. Now he's feeling low and a little hard on himself because he doesn't get it. And everybody else is lining up because they're going to the gym or to the library. So having a visual indicator helped with that little boy to say, oh, look, I know that we're going to be lining up soon. And he's in the line. He sees the photo, a picture of us going to gym or library. And, and that's all it is, is setting up children for success. And so I started doing these. I drew every single illustration, simple enough for children who were non-readers, whether they were two or 12, to help follow uh, along with their day. And, and I know that I can show you because you can see this, Robin. But those visuals, um, there's a purpose for why they are this color, this blue that I use for the magnets is the clinical uh, color of blue that's the most soothing for children with anxiety. The length of the board uh, is for training parents to understand that you don't want to list more than five to seven tasks because you don't want to overwhelm a child. When I have parents writing to me saying, well, I can't list the 27 things my six-year-old needs to do. The board is too small. Well, no one wants to see 26 things they have to do, not even me. And so there's a to-do column and a done column and that kinesthetic move for for a child when they pick it up from to-do to done, it's like getting a pat on the back. It's how we as adults feel when we cross off a to-do list, that there are things to do in a day and getting it done is the reward. And so when parents come in and they ask me, well, how do I get my kids to listen? I understand that. But however, I think we're asking the wrong question. The question should be, how do I get my kids to do what they're supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Right? Because we could tell them over and over and they hear nothing, right? Now we start to raise our voice. And I know you are the queen of talking about why we shouldn't yell. And in a classroom, when I have 22 six-year-olds, I never raise my voice because I know I, you know, I have lost the battle if I have raised my voice. But if I have a visual indicator in my classroom, I can just like I say, excuse me, and I just tap and I point to what needs to be done. Because that visual cue just triggers a reminder in their own brain that, oh, that's that's right, I have to do this. Mm-hmm. Without me saying, hello, get in line, or children, put your socks on, tie your shoes. And that's exhausting. It is very oh. exhausting. Oh, to yeah. And so a visual indicator just helps um, when a child can see, okay, mommy wants me to to have breakfast and like um, have breakfast, maybe I have to feed my fish. And then 
uh, brush my teeth, whatever it is that you want to show them, even if you're drawing your own. And I, I would recommend just starting with two things, maximum three things on your list to start and let and celebrate the success. So when they are checking it off or moving it from the to do to the done column, whatever it is, you're going to celebrate with them because it is a big deal. You're teaching them intrinsic reward that they're not getting paid a dollar. They're not getting a sticker or a candy, but that they did it. That accomplishment is going to teach them the reward of studying for their first spelling test in grade one or handing in that assignment in grade 10 that they did it. And it's a relief. It's like showing up for work and having a great accomplished day because these are all life skills that build up towards adulthood, right? So it's never too young and never too late to start. Yeah, absolutely. And this is something we have to teach our kids. Our kids don't naturally know about a schedule. They don't naturally know that, you know, you wake up and you that brush your teeth, wash your face or, you know, what I, you know, those order, the order of things that is not something kids are interested in. They right. want to play, they want to be cute and silly and, and yes. distracted and distractible. And so this, and what I love about this is the intrinsic reward. Because if you're only ever using rewards and punishments, to manipulate your child's behavior, you never learn how to influence. You're not really teaching them, right? What to do yes. because that's just what's done, right? So I really, really like that. And so how would someone use this if they have multiple kids? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm so sorry. You asked me the easy daisy story and, oh. and I, I'm so sorry. And I got sidetracked because I get excited about talking about how we can help kids. See, I got excited too. I forgot too. Okay, this is good. This I'm is good. So sorry. And yes, so I did. I made these visual schedules for many, many years for kids uh, for free, just something I wanted to do for them because I love my, my students very much and their families. And then so I thought, okay, I've been making these for years for free. Maybe there's a product here. And I did the research. There was no product. That was a daily visual schedule. And so I uh, did the research and I discovered it was going to cost me $1,400 to make my first batch of product. So I saved up by tutoring and selling crafts and I made my first batch um, um, just here in Canada. And I launched it two days after my third baby was born. Wow. And then it somehow became the number one back to school must have in parents magazine and then stores started to call. And then, and then the story went from there to having it in two stores to 50 stores to 1500 stores across North America from off our kitchen table at one point. And then, yes, we did go on a show called Dragon's Den. That one yeah, point. I was just going to say, not only that, but you were on Dragon's Den, which is like Shark Tank, right? Uh, depending where you are. And you had a bidding war over your product. They loved it so much. That's incredible. Wow. Yeah. Yes. It was a great learning experience. I think that yeah. anybody who prepares for uh, pitching on an investor show or just to investors is the best business crash course that you could ever have because you re really have to know your business mm -hmm. inside out and your five-year plan, your exit strategy, you need to know it all. So highly recommend it if you want to know your business better. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and it's so interesting because you've taken, you've taken your role as a teacher and an entrepreneur and, and, and really you teach a lot of entrepreneurs now with the mompreneur group and, and different things. So you really just, you just can't stop teaching. <laughs> I, I, I'm a, I love learning and I love sharing what I learn. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. So um, can you tell me about multiple kids? Like how would you use yes. this if you've got different kids, different ages, 
Absolutely. all different personalities, right? Absolutely. I, I do highly recommend that each one has their own schedule. Yeah. Um, and, and of course, if you have a four-year-old and then a two-year-old or a two-year-old and a one-year-old, one is great because basically that two-year-old and under just tags along and we all go with the schedule of that older firstborn who may have to go to preschool or mm -hmm swimming lessons or music or whatever it is that youngest mm -hmm. one does come along and they learn along as well and they actually get excited to see the older siblings schedule and they want one they want to do mm -hmm. it and it's all about me me first me do it and so that's that's great that's a learning lesson but when they start to get a little older so now they are both in pre uh, preschool and kindergarten or grade one and grade two and moving on up to grade six having their own schedule gives them accountability and ownership, which is what you want them to do, is to have ownership. Mm -hmm. When they feel like it, that is their own schedule mm -hmm. and that they help create it, and, and we could talk about that. There's an importance if, for children to believe that they are in charge of their day because they do wake up with an intrinsic need to know what is happening next. Every child yeah. does. And so when they have a choice of certain things, that would go on their schedule. And I apologize, I keep holding up mine, but you can have your own You can schedule. see us on YouTube. So if you want to see <laughs> what Elena's holding up, then um, check us out on YouTube, Parenting for Connection on YouTube. <laughs> Perfect. And so whether you're making your own schedule, you can give choices, right? You can say, okay, well, after breakfast, mm -hmm. um, you can have the choice of, and some children need this because they're like, no, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. And that is absolutely fine. So you're going to give them a choice. They're going to be your choices, mom, dad, parent, grand, care, child care provider. You provide the choices so that you are okay with either choice. Yeah. And then they choose, right? And they, they will take and say, oh, I'd rather feed the dog than empty the dishwasher or whatever it is that you would have them do. But when they're choosing what goes on their schedule, then they, they feel in control. And they take that ownership and they will do it. Um, I would not make it daunting. Again, I say start with two, three tasks, no more than five or seven. Mm -hmm. And that's just showing the shape of the day so that they don't have anxiety. Wow. And, and we, we can talk about children with special needs. They thrive off of visual schedules. Mm -hmm. and, and it's hard on parents. And that's why you want to make sure it's something you can handle as well. Otherwise, it will give mom or dad anxiety as well. So you're going to mm -hmm. put what you can on that schedule. Well, and, and so, so that's really good. So I love that you have recognized the fact that our kids do need to know what's going on in their world day to day. And maybe we forget that sometimes, right? Because we're so busy in our own heads with all the stuff we have to get done. And our kids sometimes just come along for the ride, but to empower them with their own choices, but with their own way to see how the day is and what their role is in it. And then empower them like, look, you get to make your own lunch now. Like as they get older, the tasks yeah. get a little bit more involved, right? And then you can write your own ones down too, right? Because you've got blanks yes, on that. Yeah. I, I love the emails I get. Like this one mom who wrote me, she's like, she was blown away. They, they set it up the night before and she came down, her son was dressed, ate oh. breakfast, brushed his teeth, had his lunch packed in his bag and his shoes on. And she, she just wanted to put that day in a time capsule because that has never happened in their entire life. 
time of five years that our, um, a mom writing to me, um, she started her email with saying that her husband was forcing her to write to me. So that made me actually sit down to read this email. <laughs> she, uh, said yeah. she was <laughs> pregnant with her fourth child wow. and they picked up Easy Daisies and they've used it for two weeks and they are blown away that there's no more nagging in the morning. There's giggling when there used to be yelling and the kids are having fun owning what they're supposed to do and feeding themselves breakfast. And they're sleeping in 20 minutes more each morning because of Easy Daisies. And I thought, okay, I need that on a t-shirt because oh, yeah. I'm not sleeping in 20 more minutes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when you create things, they, they have a life of their own and are used in unique and different ways you could have never imagined, right? Yes, it, it has been a blessing. And I, I was uh, speaking at a different conference just now. Um, and I say conference very loosely because it was online with, uh, it, was, it was 500 people oh, wow. that, that online. And I was talking about how we have to remember why we do what we do, because as an as a entrepreneur, as you understand, there are going to be late nights. And, mm-hmm. and when I first started Easy Daisies, I was, I was working off our kitchen table till about three, four, five in the morning. Wow. And, then, and then going to teach and um, with three children under five years old. And highly do not recommend that at all. But um, it, it was remembering why we do it. And it was the emails. I got a mom with three children under seven, all with autism, sharing that she doesn't have to talk, talk, talk all day long now because yeah. Easy Daisies shows her children what to do. Or a, a mom sharing that her nine-year-old um, nonverbal developmentally delayed daughter uses Easy Daisies as her words. And they have them in three different locations in their home because she does not speak and, and it improved the quality of life for her daughter. So wow. those are my wives. Of- well, and I, and I think, you know, for anybody listening, can you imagine how good it would feel to get up and out mm. the door without the fussing and the fighting and the tug of war and repeating and repeating and repeating, right? Yes, and it was funny because when I first started Easy Daisies, I wasn't even really using them for my own children. I was just making them for other people's children. But I had the test one on my fridge at home. Mm. And I remember coming downstairs one morning and my uh, almost five-year-old and almost three-year-old, and I have a baby and a baby. But the two older ones both had their shoes on because they saw they had a play date after breakfast. They had their pajamas on, but they had their shoes on. Oh, <laughs> that's so great. That's so that is so sweet. One last battle and who cares? We're going to go in our pajamas. <laughs> right. Oh, I love it. That is so good. Less battles, more joy. Like yes, we all need that. Joy. Yeah. And, and here's, here's what I want to add to this. You know, one of the things that I talk to parents about all the time, because this is one of the number one questions is how do, it's really about transition. Like how do we transition from sleeping yeah. to action and from action to sleeping at nighttime, basically. Right. And it's That's not true. an easy transition for some of our kids yeah. and it's not for us because we're tired like the entire time. And in the morning we're tired for different reasons than we are at night. Uh, and, and what I really say to parents is that if you really want to set yourself up for success, to put the effort in on the front end, like put the effort in at the beginning. So, and I know you won't not, there's going to be people who don't want to hear this, but getting yourself ready first so that you can be there for your kids. And I always say, and 
and, and I'm sure you can, you can relate to this and, and hopefully agree with this, is meeting your kids where they are, not where you think they should be, right? Kids develop, you know, at different times and different stages, and, and there is an ebb and flow even in the development. One day they can do it, one day they need help. And so if you're ready there at the, you know, willing and able to support your kids through it without judging them or criticizing them and saying, well, you know, you didn't move the magnet to the other side. Like, come on, you got that magnet to do now, right? Like, you don't want to do that. You want to just nurture them, teach them, support them, connect with them. And I'll tell you what, just the connection itself will help to fill their cup. And just like you said, with happy kids, happy kids are more settled. They have less anxiety. They're more agreeable, more willing to do what, what you have asked them to do because their cup is filled because their needs are being met. And that's what's Absolutely. really important. Right. And, and recognizing that some of the times where there's the most struggle is where they need the connection the most. So it's like, you almost have to lean into the discomfort of the moment. And I have done this many times where my whole entire body is vibrating because I need to get out the door. Or I need to go. I've got a, a meeting, a client, a podcast episode, something, and I do not want to do this right now, but I'm like, okay, this is the most important thing I have to do right now. I've got to lean into that discomfort because I don't want to do what I've always done, which is yell at my kids, criticize them, get angry. It doesn't feel good. And I didn't want to do that anymore with my kids. I wanted a peaceful home. So it means I've got to change some of what I do and how I show up. Right. So all of that is, is important in all of this too. And when you are, when you can connect with your kids along the way, you also get to see where they're at development mentally. So it becomes oh, easier for you to meet them where they are. Right. Absolutely. And I, I strongly agree with you. I, I do a, a parent talk and uh, based on an acronym and I don't have an acronym on top of my head, but it does start with waking up before your children and having your you time so that exactly what you said, so that you are ready. I know it doesn't sound fun for us to wake up an hour before our children wake up, but you will love it and crave that time. And when you've had that downtime for you, you're hot, you enjoying a hot cup of coffee, like not a cold cup of coffee. That you yeah. Can, and the, like, I, I still find my mug in the microwave occasionally. But when you have that morning, you are excited to see when your kids wake up, right? And, and our energy is absolutely contagious and transferable to our children. If we start off stressed, they will start off stressed, right? Mm -hmm. And so we, we want to start off happy and excited to see them. And they're going to be happy and excited to wake up and, and, and just start that day. The reality is, is that whether you like it or not, you're going to have to put the effort in because if you're not ready to go and you have, you know, then you're going to put the effort in on the back end when you're yelling or you're frustrated or you're upset. And I can't think of anything more heartbreaking than everybody being mad when you leave the house you drop your kids off you haven't made a connection with them everybody's upset and crying i have cried my way to work because i it did not go the way i wanted it to and we've got to be a bit proactive in the way we show up for our kids if we want it to 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 go the way we want it to go and the thing is is it's worth the effort because connecting with our kids is there is just no better feeling than when they're fully connected with us, right? Yeah. And that is what they're going to remember, how we connected, not the schedule, not mm -hmm. all the things you put them into from extracurriculars. It is that connection. And I love that you, you mentioned 
filling their cups, right? And it, and it does. It's so important that we are, we as parents, the care providers, they're the person they trust most is the person filling their cup. Mm-hmm. Because as school teacher, I've seen a lot of children come empty cupped. Mm-hmm. And they're, and yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. You've seen the other side of it. You've seen the kids that have left the car upset and crying and the morning wasn't good. And then you've seen them come to your class and you know, it's harder to learn, right? It's harder to stay focused. Yeah. And they're already hard on themselves. They don't think much of their own abilities or yes, it makes my heart very sad. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, it's huge. It's huge. So um, what about bedtime? Well, I'm going to say this one word that is so key and fundamental to all things, to morning, to mornings and bedtimes and just getting kids cooperating and doing what they're supposed to do. It's called routine. And, and, and it's routine. <laughs> the signs have opened. <laughs> routine. <laughs> for some people, that's a four-letter word. And for some people, they love it. I love routine personally. So yeah, let's, let's talk about the power of this magical word. Let's talk it about is it. not new. It is not new. When you have a newborn baby, what do you do to help that newborn go to bed at night? Routine. What do you do all day long to make sure they have a good bedtime? routine and and it is just how do we get kids out the door easily routine and a classroom teacher with 22 six-year-olds it's routine so routine is very important right when we are when we have our infant right this new cherished gift from the heavens to to us and we want to not die and like have zero sleep through the night Mm-hmm. How do we get that child down? We build a structured routine, right? Whether it is feeding them and change, uh, giving them a bath and then uh, putting a fresh diaper on and then singing a song and stroking their back and walking away. And we do this repeatedly, repeatedly, night after night. Watch that baby start sleeping through the night. And, and it does take work, right? But it is establishing that routine and they know it. And my, my oldest who started babysitting uh, like years ago, she was babysitting babies and, and, and it is about routine. And she, she was amazed that she could just do what that mom said, you know, get the bottle, change the diaper and put the baby down and just walk away. And the baby sleeps for seven hours. Mm. And that mom established routine that even someone else, my daughter could step in and, and do that routine and help that infant who doesn't recognize my daughter, but because of the routine mm. was able to go to bed. Now, when our child is six or nine, or I, I'm going to start with elementary school age, Routine is still very important. So if we're talking bedtime, that means establish what your family routine is. And it is about our children. We are parents, so it is our children first. And not finishing watching that binge-watching Netflix show you're watching or that business call, but helping our children to establish that bedtime routine first Mm -hmm. so that they can eventually do it on their own. So whether it's, you know, your dinner time and then you have a game that you play together or mm-hmm. they finish off their homework and then perhaps there's a small snack that they're going to have and then they're going to brush their teeth. Um, and, and of course, if you have bath time and you incorporate whatever it is that is your re- regular thing you want them to do, but whatever it is that those last three steps, you should try to keep it the same so mm-hmm. that they understand, okay, 
So I have to brush my teeth. I get to read a book. And then one of my parents are going to come and lie down beside me and check in. And then they're going to leave. Mm -hmm. So they get that in, in their minds. And then they establish that whatever it is that works for you, you're going to keep it and keep it going. And then it will just do wonders, right? Routine. I love it. I love it. That's, that's it. That's, I mean, really it's bang on. And when I talk to parents that are struggling at bedtime, that's the first thing I ask, like, what's your routine? You know, you've got to have a wind down. They've got to settle their bodies, their minds. And so having a really good routine that, you know, could include a bath or a massage or some aromatherapy, you know, some quiet books, like let's turn off the screens, let's slowly let them transition in. But bedtime is also a time of connection for kids where they need connection. That's why they become thirsty philosophers at night because they want to talk to you, right? And and I've often thought like, why couldn't you have told me all this when you got home from school? But nope, they want to tell you when when their heads hit the pillow. And, and you know what, that creates a lot of anxiety for parents because they want to do what you said. They want to go back to Netflix or they want to go clean up after dinner. They want to go back to work. They want to do a million different things. Mm-hmm. And what I want to say to parents is, is that we're talking minutes, just yeah. a few more minutes. Yeah. Do you have 10 minutes? Do you have five minutes to be with your child because they need you to be there and read another book? Like we can do that, right? And that's leaning into that discomfort again, but wow, does it ever send a message to your child that you are a safe place, that you are a, uh, a, you know, an adult that cares and wants to be with them. That is everything to a child. It's, it's like a, a good book, right? You can predict it and, and children need that predictability because it takes away the anxiety when they know this is the routine and they know that, you know, it ends with mom and dad coming over and lying down beside them. It's like a happy ending to the book and, and they want to get to that ending. Right. And so, yes, it takes part of our time out of our time, but you know what? Our children grow way too fast. And I know that sounds like a dream for parents of two year olds and four year olds and six year olds. It passes so quickly and you will crave those moments where you just want to lie down beside your child and talk about their day Mm -hmm. because those will be gone and because life gets busy for everybody. And so, so treasure it. And I love what you said. It just takes minutes, Mm -hmm. but yes, having at least three steps towards that bedtime that's consistent is like the the chapters towards the good ending of a book they want to get right to the end. So yeah, very important. You're currently listening to Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon, and I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Did you know that by the age of six, many girls believe that they're less smart than boys? And only 19% of children's books showcase women with jobs or career ambition? As a parent, are you looking for stories to inspire your little girl to pursue her dreams without limits? Well, Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls podcast is an expansion of its best-selling book, which tells hundreds of bedtime stories about the lives of extraordinary women from the past and the present. Designed to close the confidence gap in young girls, these stories explore the talent and results of incredible women across every possible field from astronauts, chefs, trombonists, judges, scientists, and tennis players, from Jane Goodall to Simone Biles. So to inspire the rebel girl in your life, go and find Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls on your favorite podcast player. Now, back to the show. 
Well, I think what you have shared so far has been awesome with morning, leaving, bedtime. I want to pick your brain for a moment, though, about learning from home because right now that's what we're facing and you know this might be the start of a new way of doing some things maybe there will be more at home we don't really know um let's hope things go right back to normal but if not like as a teacher and as a mom of three of you know three different ages you know um what do you how do you handle this how do you do this okay well it I have an acronym for this because I am a school teacher and by in my heart I'm still always a school teacher and I was explain things through acronyms because it's just easier for people to remember so it's calm c-a-l-m calm and what that stands for is create align uh, lighten and make and so what I'm saying here is when you are working from home, or even if you're not working from home, but your children are, are learning from home, you want to cr create uh, three different things. You want to create a schedule, and I will say that over and over, is your children need to know what the shape of their day looks like, right? And the government has laid out for us that, no, they aren't supposed to sit there and do school for seven hours. No, 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 no. But if they are in elementary school, it should be one or two hours a day. Um, if they are in middle school grades, it should be two to three hours a day. If they are in high school, it's three hours per subject per day. Um, and I'm oh, sorry, per week. Sorry, three hours per subject per week. Okay. <laughs> per week, yes. Wait a yes. Not a 15 hour a day. I don't want a 15 hour a day. Um, but yes, so, so we, we still use that as a guideline um, because it's just a guideline. And so, so creating that schedule so they understand, okay, well, you have a video chat with your teacher at nine, and so let's take a snack break at 10, or whatever it is. And then you want them to utilize their morning hours best because that is where learning is most productive mm. with their, their active brains that will get tired. And there's nothing wrong with throwing a little 15-minute uh, recess break in there where we, we do a fitness station because my two younger ones have to have PE. Oh, so we actually have four stations in our house where we run up and down the stairs, do jumping jacks, sit-ups, and high kicks. Or It's a free station, but we do it. And actually all four of my three kids and I, we, we rotate and do these stations. It's hilarious. But I get my steps in, so that's okay. Awesome. That's all important steps. Yep. And so, so create, create a schedule. And, and, and we've, we've talked about the importance of schedules already, but it just helps the kids to stay focused and they feel most important that they have accomplished something because otherwise if you don't see it, you don't feel like you've done anything. You can fill your day with a bunch of stuff and feel like you've accomplished nothing. So let's give them the sense of accomplishment by giving them a schedule that they can see that they've done a lot of things. It's a, it's a great feeling and it just keeps you motivated. Number two is create a workspace. So the importance of that is it, it's a mindset of when they go to that space, they are now going to do school work. When they need a break, they're not gonna have their break there. They need to get up, remove themselves, and go have their break somewhere else. Because when they come back, they know this is the spot where they are going to do their, their work. Very important. Um, so um, just creating that space, mm. creating a schedule helps them just to 
create for themselves um, a self-motivation. Yeah, and it's structure of your day, right? Because Absolutely. it feels still like it's spring break, but it's not spring break, right? So that is, I, 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 I really like that, really like so that. So A is for align. So you want to um, align a learning to their interests because if it's on you to, to, to be teaching your child um, because there might be a lack of support elsewhere, then you, you want to align learning with their interests. So if they're into Star Wars, let's, let's watch uh, a, a part of Star Wars and then let's talk about it or write about it or whatever the age group is of your child. Perhaps you have magazines and you get them to cut out three pictures and then they have to write a story about that based on, make up an ending, uh, a different ending to that, what you had just shown them. So find different ways, right? There's, there's so many creative ways um, to do that, but aligning it to their interests is very important. And gosh, you get to learn about your kid, right? And that's so cool. Like, I know so much more about Minecraft now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, love, I do. I love Minecraft. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. And, and so you just learn more about your child. L is for um, lighten. And what I mean by lighten is lighten your expectations, but don't lower them. So you're lightening them because you can't do everything. They definitely can't do everything. And don't expect that of them. Right? Come on. <laughs> They're kids. And we're just humans. And, and so still have your expectations. Lighten them means make fewer of them. But never, ever, ever lower your expectations of your child. Because they are fantastic and brilliant and smart. And they can do so much more than we can even imagine. Right? Mm. And then that M is for make um, I, I say make, make, this goes back to the schedules, but make, make school time. Like, so that means mm -hmm. if it's not important to you, it's not going to be important to them. Mm -hmm. So you're going to make that school time. So that means like if, like if you were working, you'd make office hours, you're going to make school yeah. hours, mm -hmm. but you're going to make, uh, make time for you to be interested in what they are learning. Children do so much more. Um, they do better in school and in schooling when we make the effort to show interest in what they are learning. So that means checking in and say, hey, what's this project you're working on? Or who are you working with? Or who are you talking with right now? Who are you playing Minecraft with right now? Um, and, 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 and taking the interest and saying, oh, that's so cool. Take me on a tour through your virtual house mm -hmm. or your farm you just made. My daughter has to create a zoo, uh, with Minecraft for school. And, you know, so we, we talk about that and how to spend the budget that she has of $2 million to, to buy her cages and animals. And who knew that a cage costs $150,000, Wow! <laughs> right? <laughs> but then you're talking about favorite animals. And, and so taking an interest makes them so proud of what they are doing and trying to do, right? It's not even about the letter grade. It's about being so interested in the journey of what they are learning. Mm -hmm. And then they are excited to, to try their best and, and to produce the result that you hope. But it's, it's not about the grade. It's about that journey of helping them love learning. 
Oh, that is so great. And our kids are natural learners. They love learning, but sometimes we have a really great way of killing their love of learning through putting too many expectations, too much, just, uh, we just can ruin it. So this is really beautiful. So it, the acronym is CALM. It's create, create a schedule, create a workspace, align. Um, so align their learning to their interests, what they're interested in, then lighten, you know, lighten your expectations, not lower your expectations. And then um, make, make school hours, my dedicated school hours. Um, and I just think that makes so much sense. I've, I've learned from you hearing this. This is really, really good. Uh, and I think as parents, we have to adjust our mindset too. We have to put our worry aside. We have to not be anxious about things. And we need to just um, realize that this is a unique time and that this does not equal their success or failure in life or in school moving forward. There will be reviews when kids get back to school and, and everybody will get back on track. So try your best not to let the yeah. worry and anxiety seep in because that will not stop you. And, and what I like about every step of calm is that you're talking about connection and connecting with your kids. And no matter what, that makes them feel good, important, and worthy. And that's what we want to raise our kids to feel like. So they go into this world as amazing human beings without baggage of feeling less than. And, you know, absolutely. And I'm, I'm so sorry, Robin, I left out the, the most important part of the M is to make it consistent. Oh, make it consistent. Oh, that's great. Okay. I'm going to put this in the show notes if that's okay with you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, because I think this will really help everyone. And I think this helps day to day as well. You know, um, I think this is fantastic because look, we're going to be facing um, homework uh, eventually later, and this will help with homework and that sort of thing. Uh, Elaine Tancomo, I just love you. You are a beautiful human being and I, um, I am lucky to know you and I, I can't say enough good things about you. You have been just one of the most generous people I have ever met. And, uh, uh for everyone listening, I wish you could know Elaine like I do. She is just one of the most sparkly human beings <laughs> alive. Uh, and she is, uh, she is just, she wears her heart on her sleeve and she really cares about parents. She cares about kids. She cares about everybody and, and her work and what she does and, and, and her easy daisies schedules look if it can help you in your life, I really recommend that you, um, that you, you look for these products and I'll share links to them in the show notes as well. Um, can you let people know where they can find easy daisies? Oh, absolutely. And thank you for your very kind and generous words. You are so lovely, Robin. Um, easy daisies can be found on Amazon. They can be found at Staples, um, uh, many independent, uh, toy and bookstores and, um, and on my website. And so anywhere uh, is great. I know that Amazon does free shipping and so does Staples. So those are great places to go. And, and it has been an honor for me to be on this podcast. So I'm just so grateful for you and for how you just share wisdom and love to all these families. And I'm just honored to be a part of this uh, journey today. So thank you.
Thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast, Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this message. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you like my work, I'd be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. For those of you who like my content and want more, visit me at yellingcurebook.com to get your copy of my book and to find other resources to help you. Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace and connection.